Welcome to the Change Management Review Podcast, where we bring the best of change management to you. In this From the Field episode, Managing Editor Brian Gorman and Trisha Steege, CEO of Transformation Studies, discuss the role of trauma in change. We hope you enjoy this installment of the Change Management Review Podcast. Welcome to the Change Management Review Podcast. I am Brian Gorman, Managing Editor of Change Management Review. And our guest today is Tricia Stege, Founder and CEO of Transformation Strategies. Tricia is a seasoned organizational change consultant with 30 years of experience completing successful engagements with companies based in the US, Canada, Europe, South Africa, and the Asia Pacific region. She often speaks about organizational agility and change management. Her greatest passion is coaching leaders to help them explore what is getting in their own way of building trust-filled relationships with their direct reports. Trisha is frequently sought out for her expertise in strategic planning, leadership development, learning and instructional design, and virtual leadership. She's known for her ability to quickly identify root causes and facilitate situations of high change to resolution. Trisha has held several board leadership roles, is a published author, and a frequent speaker. Welcome, Trisha. Thanks, Brian. Great to be here. Trisha, I know that you've been doing some exciting and I think important work around what you are identifying as the invisible stakeholder. Could you begin by just giving us a little bit of background about that work? Yes. So uh, as you had shared, I've done a lot of change work over the years and have worked with companies. Companies usually bring me in to put together transformation strategies and things like that. We know we have really sophisticated change methodologies and processes out there, but I found myself scratching my head a few years back wondering why with all of this sophisticated knowledge that we have, are we still experiencing change implementation that doesn't work? And where I've really landed on is that the leader direct report is really the key vertex, I'll call it, where change is really implemented. People have to make a personal decision to make that change. And oftentimes change is change because it brings a lot of fear and uncertainty with it, triggers things. And people see change and experience change through their lens of their past experiences. And when I talk about the silent stakeholder, I'm talking about some of how those experiences play out and how people are making those changes. So I call it the silent stakeholder because I think it's something that is not something we go out and try and find uh, when we're doing, typically when we're doing stakeholder analysis, but trauma plays a key role in triggering things and it can come out all over the place during times of change. So I know you've done a lot of research around trauma, the neuroscience of trauma and, and so forth. What are some of the key statistics that are, you know, certainly were a shock when I heard them and, and would probably be a surprise to most of our listeners around trauma and what they can expect in the workplace? So back in the mid nineties, um, it was the CDC, the center for disease control in the, here in the U S 
and Kaiser Permanente did a study together to find out the genesis and root cause of typical diseases that they were seeing. And they did a study called the Adverse Childhood Experiences, which was a set of 10 different questions that were asked that had to do with um, being in families of abuse, emotional abuse, sexual abuse, alcohol, all those kinds of things. And out of those 10 uh, experiences, at least 70% of the population responded in a positive of having at least one of those experiences. 25% were four out of four out of 10 adults response usually say they've had four or more of these experiences. So the statistics, when we think about what we've got going on in organizations, people, all these people are walking into organizations carrying with it, both leaders and frontline employees have had these adverse childhood experiences. And when we have these kind of experiences in childhood, it impacts how the brain develops. And so when we're triggered in our adulthood, the challenges that we have, the executive decisioning goes out, out the wazoo anyway, because we get fearful and uncertain about things during change. But if we've had this kind of experiences in your life of trauma, it gets even ex more exacerbated. So as the adoptive parent of a young man who grew up mm -hmm. in one such home, mm -hmm. I know that very often from experience, the triggering isn't even in the consciousness of mm -hmm. the individual. And so what I hear you saying really is we've got a large percentage of our workforce who can get triggered by their past trauma when change is introduced or not introduced effectively or uh, is, is seen somehow as a, a threat. You know, clearly we're not going out into the workforce and, and doing psychological studies of our employees. And, uh, you know, there's all sorts of reasons why that's not going to happen. So how do you deal with this silent stakeholder? Well, I think first thing is awareness. Uh, leaders really need to understand that this does exist. And you're right, organizations may not go out and, you know, intentionally try and find out who's had traumatic events, but we know it will come up during change. It will display itself. So just being aware and planning for the awareness of it, regardless of how it shows up or its genesis, it's going to come up. And so just being aware of it is one thing. Making sure that we're communicating because people will get triggered when they, well, a lot of uncertainty and fear. And we know anyway, communications is important during change, but being even more consciously aware of the need to communicate. I think that's, that's an important piece of this message because just for our listeners, a little, little piece of neuroscience that uh, informs my work very often. Uh, the prefrontal cortex, which is what we want people to be triggering, if you will, during change, that part of the brain that solves problems and is, thinks creative solutions and is pro-rational, uh, the prefrontal cortex is triggered in one-tenth of a second. Mm -hmm. That's also the seat of trust. Uh, mm -hmm. The amygdala, which is the site of fight, flight, freeze, or peace, also the seat of distrust is triggered three hundredths of a second faster. Yeah. 
And depending mm -hmm. on the degree of electrochemical activity triggered by the amygdala, it can totally block access to the prefrontal cortex. Mm -hmm. So the messages, how we communicate those messages is, is really critical to not triggering employees, especially employees who have, as you described, adverse childhood experiences or have experienced trauma in their lives. Who is the key communicator in the organization? Great question. Uh, I really believe that it's right at that one-on-one -on -one relationship with the leader where a person can either make that decision to change and adopt or comply. And what we're really looking for is the personal decision. So while you've got your overall organizational communications and things that go out, it's really the leader's role to make sure that that relationship has that trust that you talked about, because it's people will run through walls when they trust their leader. It doesn't matter what change you ask them to do. One other thing too, that I think is important, and I'm kind of doing a little bit of advocating for a reframing of this notion of resistance because people, uh, everybody talks about resistance, but all people are trying to do is to protect. We were born with a brain that, that has the sophistication to protect ourselves. And so when we are, when something's threatening our safety, we try and protect ourselves. We don't nest resistance is kind of the, um, displaying symptom. But if we can really remember that somebody's trying to protect themselves and what are we not understanding about what they're trying to protect is a key reframe. It helps reset, you know, reframe that mindset. And it's really the leader that has the closest proximity to understanding that in their people. Just to clarify for our listeners, when you're talking about leader, you're talking not about the CEO necessarily, but about the immediate supervisor of each employee. Correct. Correct. The direct leader. Yeah. What else is important for our listeners to know about this topic, Tricia? So this won't be new news to other change management um, professionals, but the fact of getting people involved. So when people have had an opportunity to co-create what their future looks like and they they um, feel like they're in a little bit more control, that whole fear and uncertainty will go away and some of those traumas will be mitigated too. Okay. Thank you so much, Tricia. Thanks very much, Brian. Great talking to you. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Change Management Review podcast with Brian Gorman, Managing Editor of the Change Management Review and Tricia Stage. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and like us on LinkedIn.